What is going on? Pardon my pancreas listeners and watchers. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today because we're going to dive into my interesting encounter with my endocrinologist, my recent appointment, which was telemedicine, and uh, what my endo and I chatted about. Let's get to our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Alrighty, so within my endocrinology world, uh, for years now my endocrinologist understands that I'm, uh, I'm different, <laughs> to say the least, right? Uh, she knows that I run my blood sugars very tightly, very tightly controlled. Uh, she has a vague understanding of how I strategize surrounding blood sugar control with my formula-driven approach, right? The 80-20 blood sugar formula. And she understands that I don't need as much instruction now. Okay. Uh, years ago, when I first started seeing her, she was a bit more involved. She was getting to know me. She wanted to know how much input I actually needed to see that tight control. Right? She knew that coming into her office, I had a great A1C, but she wanted to make sure that I had uh, everything under control. So initially, we had uh, you know, those consultations, those let's go over the data reports, let's look at your trends and patterns and your A1Cs over the years. But now, it looks a little bit different. <laughs> so we get on the phone, which is, this is actually my first uh, official telemedicine appointment. You know, getting a phone call from your endo, it's pretty cool. And obviously current times, this is what it calls for. So I hop on the phone with her. She does some, you know, introductions. Hey, how's it going? Are you still modeling? Are you doing your diabetic coaching thing still? And I'm like, yeah, both, but mostly the coaching thing. And we have our, our exchanges of, you know, catching up and what's new. She's a great great endocrinologist, actually cares about her patients, which is really cool. And uh, we get into diabetes, right? First thing out of her mouth, well, your A1C is stellar. Uh, you're still my best patient. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know my A1C, well, they did a video on that, but it's on YouTube only. Search FTF Warrior A1C. I'm sure it'll pop up with that. But, uh, you know, with my A1Cs, she knows they're always great. This one was my lowest ever. And so she immediately sent me an email a couple weeks ago when I got that result. She was like, Matt, great, great A1C, but like, are you going low all the time? <laughs> How are you achieving this, right? She wanted to make sure that I was safe. It was out of a, a good intentions that she reached out for that. But she, she recognizes my A1C is always on point. First thing after the A1C kind of catch up was she wanted to look at my pump settings and she was shocked. Now, I had not looked into this one specific pump setting yet, and uh, when she mentioned pump overdrive, I knew exactly what she was talking about. Now, with current technology, it's incredible to see, right, we have uh, a lot of different insulin pumps that have these closed loop systems, these algorithms that are running in the background that can make adjustments to your basal, and in some cases even deliver correction boluses in order to keep you in range longer in between meals, right? They assist and uh, it's really incredible to see what they can do these days. However, a lot of people lean really heavily on those algorithms, on those closed loop devices. And as a result, she kind of coined the phrase, the pump overdrive. And, and she mentions that a lot of her patients will lean very heavily on those algorithms and it shows in the reports. And she looked at my report and she says, 
your report, I know that you're using one of these algorithms, your report is as close as I've ever seen to your true basil. I was like, uh, <laughs> like I felt all good about that, right? And she goes, no, you don't understand. Your basil, and I'll give you guys this, this is not to compare, okay? But she's like, your basil is set at 18.2 units per day, right? Your total daily basil, 18.2. Your adjusted basil, in other words, with the algorithm making adjustments in the background, is 17.93. <laughs> she's like, you don't understand. Some people, they will have an additional or uh, less than 10 units. So their true basil, let's say it's 20, their pump gives them 30 because they're relying so heavily on those algorithms, on those closed loop systems. And as a result, their pump goes into overdrive, right? It's not a bad thing for your pump, but in my opinion, it's a bad thing for you. Because what happens if that algorithm fails? What happens if for a day uh, you lose Bluetooth connection? CGM device is no longer connecting and it's not gonna work. You're gonna have a rough day, right? So going into that first question that she asked me, or statement really, we got my mind spinning. I was like, man, so many people, and I've seen this on social media, I've seen this in uh, client reports as well. So many people rely heavily on this new tech, which is great. Love the technology, absolutely nothing against it. I'm excited for it. But I think people are getting too dependent on it right off the bat, right? They see this new technology and they think, great, I can take my foot off the gas pedal. When the reality is, you should keep your foot on the gas pedal as it already was, make no changes, right? But when you take a step back and you let this pump take over and let it go into overdrive, you're essentially allowing yourself to have less control over time because had you kept your foot on the gas, the pump would have come in and assisted to even greater levels of control as it did with me, right? My average uh, time and range as I measured between not having an algorithm based closed loop system and then getting it went up by 2%. Now you know me, I'm already very well controlled. I'm in ridiculous control. I don't need to go into detail there, but that 2% was a bonus. Had I let my foot off the gas pedal, my percent time and range probably would have dropped a little bit, right? So we got to keep our momentum going forward as we get the assist from these closed loop systems until there is that artificial pancreas that comes into play. So long story short, she goes, you're, you get the closest actual basal rates uh, to the adjusted basal rates that I've ever seen. Great job. In other words, you're not forcing your pump to do the work for you, you're still putting the work in to keep those great numbers. Now, after she kind of went over my reports, talked about A1C, she's like, you're not going low, right? Cool, uh, basils look great. She actually gave me some really great pointers. She looked over my data, and me, as a coach, I coach other type ones on how to fine tune their blood sugars. But I am not going to sit here and say, I don't need coaching, right? I'm the first one to hire coaches. I currently have uh, three separate coaches that coach me in different areas of life. Coaches are what can drive you to the next level. And I recognize that. So I looked at her and I said, absolutely, please give me feedback. I would love to have your opinion, that outside perspective, right? And she actually looked, looked at my, uh, my data reports and recognized a bit of a trend that I had been overlooking because uh, of some recent site issues, some recent absorption issues. I overlooked it as, oh, that's just temporary. And she saw patterns like, well, that could be your new pattern. Maybe we should make some adjustments. And for me, it was actually in my bolus ratios. She was like, well, you see that two and a half hours later, you're kind of creeping up. You're not going high, but you are showing up a trend, a pattern that you raised about that same level uh, over the course of time. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. I made a very small tweak. And she said the same thing. She said, I'm not telling you to change this. I'm pointing it out to you. 
you're obviously an incredible control, so you don't need to make this change, but if you want to, this is what I'm noticing. And I said, tag it, let's go. I applied that change since my appointment, boom. Perfect flatline, it was amazing, massive, massive changes. So there's a quick tip for you there as well. It doesn't matter what area in life you're looking at, but right now we're talking about diabetes. Always accept that external perspective. You know, with a grain of salt, sure, you don't have to accept every external perspective as truth because, let's be honest, you'd be in a bit of a nightmare if you listened to every piece of advice anyone ever gave you. But find some trusted sources. Find some people that know what they're talking about and listen to them. It doesn't have to mean that you're making a change, but you're getting that perspective, right? Someone else looking at the same data because they might notice something that you missed. Now, once we kind of finished up uh, the actual appointment itself, right? We looked at the time and I was like, you know, we're five minutes in. Can I ask you a couple questions? <laughs> I would love to pick your brain on some new stuff. And my, my endocrinologist, thankfully, is relatively up to date on what's new, right? And as a result, I was like, I want to ask you some hypotheticals, some situationals. I want to see what your, your thoughts are on this. And, and of course, we walk through my basal, my bullet. I talked to her about formula-driven approach, right? And she goes off and starts talking about the endos formula and how they've got this secret formula, right? So for me, when I coach on a formula, I help type 1 diabetics to stabilize and predict blood sugars through the 80-20 blood sugar formula. Something that I created, I'm the only one that uses it, and it works magical wonders. But... That's for somebody who's had diabetes, right? They have established their initial basal rates and we fine tune from that point on. Now from brand new diagnosis, this is a completely different story, okay? Brand new diagnosis, endocrinologists and pump trainers have this actual formula they also use. So I'm using a mathematical formula. It's a legit formula you plug numbers into to predict where blood sugars go and how to keep them stable. It is individualized. That's why I do coaching because I can't just use the same formula for everybody, we're all a bit different, right? So endocrinologists also have a mathematical formula that I was unaware of. They take certain numbers, for example, uh, one of the formulas is 1800 or 1700, depends on your weight. Uh, for me, she used 1800. And uh, you, you take, divide your total daily dose, and I'm gonna pull out my phone just to make sure I'm getting this right, but we got some really interesting points, and I can't give exact numbers, obviously, because we're all going to be different, but 1,800 divided by total daily to get ISF, which is your insulin sensitivity factor, uh, 500 divided by total daily dose for your bolus, like these are all great new things, and this is going to vary, those, those numbers, the 500, the 1,800, they vary based on a few different factors that she went over with me, but the, an actual formula to give you your baseline right? Based on your, your body weight, based on if you're male or female, based on how old you are. But they have this formula. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like my endo also uses a formula. All of a sudden, you know, the pieces are connecting and I'm like, we coach the same stuff. Uh, obviously it's a little bit different, but going through the appointment, I, I followed up that with a few other questions. I said, okay, that's, that's actually really cool. Can you send that to me? I was like, speaking of formulas, I would love to talk about proteins and fats. And here's the reason why. When I was first diagnosed, I was told you cover carbs with insulin and that's it. And not even all carbs, right? <laughs> and this was a different endo, of course. Uh, but I was told, you know, up to 15 grams, don't worry about it. I'm sure you've heard a lot of the same stuff. I was told that, uh, you know, vegetables don't really count. So I'd sit at the counter and eat broccoli, carrots, spinach, a lot of it. And be like, oh, it doesn't count, right? I'd eat meat because they told me proteins don't count, fats don't count, like all these things which unfortunately are just not true. And I don't know if it's because the doctors that I had at that time were misinformed themselves or if they just didn't want to overwhelm me, but whatever it is, 
we were not given the whole picture. And you likely are in a similar situation where you got the basics, they helped you to survive, but they kind of left a gap in how to thrive. And that's where programs and coaches like myself come into play, where we, we fill that gap, we help you to thrive with type 1 diabetes. So I asked her about proteins and fats, and she goes, ah, oh, it's very interesting you bring that up. I had another patient of mine that is similar to you. He's not the same level, but he's got the same mindset. He loves to find the formulas, the numbers, the data. And I was like, oh, this is getting exciting. Share it with me. And she actually ended up digging deeper into proteins and fats. This is the sign of an incredible endo, curiosity. If you've got an endo or a doctor that is curious about what's new, you're gonna be on the right track, okay? This is a great, great sign. It means they're gonna continue learning what's new in order to help you. Now, she went and found four different methods on exact calculations on how to cover for proteins and fats. Now, the exact calculations will vary because they are different methods. So they use different numbers, different strategies. Some are based on total caloric gain, right? If you have a certain amount of calories of protein, of fat, you divide by a certain number, here's your insulin. Others say if it's beyond this certain threshold, then you start to cover in a similar manner to fiber, how you subtract, right? Uh, other situations, actually her patient discovered that anything over three ounces of meat, he had to start covering with a unique insulin to protein and insulin to fat ratio. Now, of course, these are, uh, this is the next level of fine tuning. I will say that I, for myself, I get the exact count for carbs and then I ballpark it for proteins and fats because of the way that I run my life, because of the way I run my formula. It's a matter of we figure out the biggest gears that move the biggest pieces and then we can take a step back, right? I'm not trying to get 100% time in range 100% of the time, because that takes way too much work, way too much obsession. I want quality of life. So I find out how to get the best blood sugars while living the best life, okay? So I, I get more of the ballpark for the proteins and fats, but it's also because I understand how they work. Now this gentleman found his exact ratios with proteins and fats, and that fascinated me. So I had her send over those reports and did the four different methods behind covering fats of proteins and how they absorb and how to match with insulin. Uh, I'll probably be doing a training with my, my existing clients on that one because it's, it's probably gonna take about an hour <laughs> to go through because I'm gonna geek out on it. But through this whole appointment, my endocrinologist and I are just geeking out together talking about all this deep stuff of you know metabolic pathways and how to cover for insulin with proteins and fats and how to adjust insulin to carb insulin uh, your basal rates all these fascinating pieces that were so fun and I want to make sure I didn't leave anything out so I'm gonna check my notes again but I know we covered gastroparesis that was actually my question I said hey uh, this is actually something that I am fearful of I, I know quite a few type 1 diabetics who've developed gastroparesis over the years and I, I want to avoid that at all costs if I can. So is there any symptoms? Is there any way to prevent it? Like what is uh, the care of gastroparesis looking like? And so we chatted about, you know, how to avoid it, which unfortunately there is no guarantee. It is an autoimmune um, or autonomic. And within that realm, it's, it's kind of a, a nerve disorder. Some nerve damage is caused. It causes the stomach to empty and absorb at a slower rate, but it's also unpredictable, so it makes it very hard to control blood sugars. But with a few different strategies, you can achieve more stable blood sugars, but it's kind of like the advanced level of diabetes, where you have that extra factor you have to worry about, right? And I actually have two clients who have gastroparesis, and we're working through that right now, trying to figure out how to still live your best life, but also have controlled blood sugars, and I have to worry about going low and it not absorbing, right? So there's different strategies we talked about about that, 
because um, I was also curious for myself, but also for my client. I wanted to get her perspective on that. Uh, looking over my notes right now, so we talked about the basal bolus ISF. We talked about the formula for establishing that upon new diagnosed patients. That was fascinating for me to learn about. Gastroparesis, of course, uh, out of my own fears, but also out of wanting to care for my clients at a higher level. I wanted some new perspectives on that. Uh, finding patterns, of course, patterns within my own diabetes management that she was able to provide with her new perspective, which was amazing. Um, that, it looks like that's the majority of what we covered in our 15-minute appointment, maybe 20. <laughs> and you guys are looking at my time right now, right? Uh, we've been going for about 15 minutes already, if not more. That's a lot to fit into an endocrinology appointment, right? Now, here's the thing. Step one, and you, I gotta put this phone down. Step one, you gotta find a good medical team if you're going to have an appointment like that. Unfortunately, most medical teams will not provide that level of care. They're not gonna know that you're a diabetic coach on the side. Uh, not on the side, that's my main thing. They're not gonna know that you what kind of jobs you have, they're not gonna know your past or your passions. They're not gonna know everything about you, right? They might not look into your charts and, and see where you've been at for the last couple of years. But if you have an endocrinologist or a doctor, right, primary care, who is curious, whew, that's a huge, huge sign that you're on the right track and that they're on the right track to continuing to learn, continuing to improve over time. And of course, once you have that stellar medical team, once you have someone who does want you to thrive with diabetes, that's where you come in. You say, man, how do I come in? Shouldn't I just let the doctor or the endo do their work for me? Absolutely not. You'll notice that I asked questions. I came prepared to my meeting. I uploaded my pump data before our meeting. I showed up with my patterns in front of me. I went along with her and recognized these patterns in that moment. Okay, I didn't let her do the work. I presented the data to her. If you're not collecting data, which I know a lot of our pumps and CGMs do these days, which is amazing, but if you're not presenting data, if you're not telling stories, if you're not trying to help them help you, then this is on you. If you don't show up with good questions, like I did, I'm looking into gastroparesis, proteins and fats, ISF, how do I calculate basal bolus, right? These are questions that I came up with. So if you want the most out of your short endocrinology appointment or your short doctor's appointment, you have to show up prepared. You cannot put this all on them. Because ultimately, they see probably hundreds of patients, right? They have a lot on their plate. And unfortunately, sometimes you fall through the cracks if you don't be your own best advocate. If you don't show up with those questions, show up prepared for your appointments. Now, like I said, not everybody has access to these stellar medical teams, unfortunately. That's the truth. Uh, some doctors and endocrinologists are not at the same caliber at what I have available to me now. For the first five to seven years of my diabetes, my care team was not what it is now. I switched. I went and found a better one. Okay? So first step is find someone who's curious. Find someone who wants to continue learning and help you thrive. And second step is to show up with those valuable questions. Show up and be prepared with data, with patterns, with whatever you want to know so you can get the most out of those short appointments. And of course, if you don't have that medical team available or if you want to level up your diabetes care and learn about the actual formulas that we teach here at FTF Warrior, that's where you gotta jump into our free training. Okay, so I did a, a, training, a free training recently that was just released on how I stabilize and predict blood sugar. I even go over a bit of the actual 80-20 blood sugar formula in this free training. And all these pieces that I'm going to my endo to fine tune, 
These are things that I pull and I push into my programs, into my coaching. You get access to this massive knowledge base of diabetes knowledge, of fitness, nutrition, blood sugars, insulin uh, sensitivity, basal bolus, all these things crammed into one great resource. So I want you to go check out the free training, okay, at diabetesinaction.com. So go learn how to stabilize and predict your blood sugars, level up your diabetes management so that you can get it kind of running almost on autopilot. So you can take a step back, fold your arms and have a look around. Recognize that life's actually fun. There's so many memories to be created to have, right? To enjoy a time with your family, with your friends in the moment, not having to stress out about blood sugars. So go check out that new training at diabetesinaction.com. Have an amazing day and keep up the fight.